Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. What's up, Eagle Scouts? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Had a... um, a kind of a big weekend. Uh, last uh, wasn't night; it was afternoon. It was two to five. Um, Sunday was the very first official gig under the banner of my new acoustic duo. Oh yeah, musicians at law. Musicians at law. Cold Iron Ray. Musicians at law. And I did. I did make that joke in the uh, in the show, and I even credited you, which is particularly magnanimous of me. Um, sure, because everybody cared. Well, that's true. It's just uh, uh, the point is that I would have claimed it for my own, uh, but I didn't. So, and how how exactly was I billed on this? You know, this announcement. I think I referred to you as my friend. Oh, okay, I'll yeah. I'll take that. I didn't, I didn't use your name or anything. I just I don't I don't have many of those laying around. I just didn't so. I just didn't claim the joke as my own, which is a, no, a departure from form for me. I usually uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, it went really well. Uh, went really well. We um. We need to lay in about another half hour of material. Um, okay. I had to finish the show solo. She was actually double booked, her first double booking. Mm. So she bounced out of there about half an hour early and I finished the show, which is great because we were just out of material right then. Um, but all the harmonies sounded nice and we sounded good in the room and people enjoyed it. And of course we packed it with um, – when you start a new project, especially when one person is um, – it's kind of their first time – doing a big project that is more prominently them than they've done in the past. Yep. You get a lot of good friends and family turnout. Um, yep. That first, that first couple of shows is strong with friends and family. Yeah, turnout. You get that cushion. Yeah. And then it, and then that evaporates and you it does. <laughs> are on your own to deliver. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. And that's good. I mean, it's kind of like we were talking about, you were like, you know, the first hundred likes on Facebook are free. Oh yeah. You have to work for the rest of them, but yeah. like, it's, it's nice to have that, that uh that padding that sure cushion as you're getting going yeah, no you start you start where you start and you get a little you know kick out of the gate and then yeah the rest you have to hustle for yep well good man glad you, you know we don't normally do um this recording so early in the week but it just kind of turned out um that this was good timing to go ahead and do the recap totally uh, of our weekend on a monday totally well um, it turns out I, I, don't, I don't i don't think i told you this but i'm gonna be on a business trip the whole um Rest of the week, I leave Wednesday and get back Sunday. I'm going to be at so my the company I work for makes software for the real estate business, and I will be at the National Association of Realtors in San Francisco. Realtors, realtors with uh, twenty thousand realtors, or nice other real estate professionals who are a hard partying bunch. Um, yeah. So I will drag myself back here on Monday, and we'll see what next week looks like. Well, it's also looking like I may have a uh, an interview lined up for um, later in the week. Good. Um. 
a guy that I got kind of plugged in through via mutual friends who lives in Nashville, who has a very interesting, uh, workload. Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, uh, he's got, yeah, it's, I'm excited, uh, for the opportunity, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself from the event that we can't get our schedules. Sure. Up. Sure. So, um, yeah, well, great. Uh, I've got that certain kind of swagger when, um, you know, you haven't gone to the bank yet and your acoustic gig paid you in cash. Ooh. So I'm just kind of like, I'm very flush with, um, with disposable money right now. And I really just need to go to the bank. (laughs) Dispose of it into the bank. Uh, Hey, I'll tell you this. The coolest part is like, I got a crisp hundo, um, which just feels good. Like just to have one of those, um, you know, anytime you can get your hand on a on a crisp hundred dollar bill, that's just you it's know. all it's all about the Benjamins. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and we uh, we got pushed back a little bit because I was doing a little bit of um, consulting work for uh, a band that I'm kind of helping out with. Um, we went through about three hundred <laughs> uh, photos that they shot at a photo shoot um, and pared it down to what I consider to be the twenty <laughs> that were actually you know yeah usable. That's about the ratio. Um, yeah, I mean, there were plenty of good ones that we threw out, but there were plenty of clunkers. Um, and that's just the way that photo shoots work mm-hmm. if you haven't done those before. Yep. Um, but I think those, it, they have everything that they need at this point. This is just the icing on the cake. Um, and just as a heads up, um, if you go onto our website, the uh, coverbandconfidential.com, like we actually do have a storefront where you can purchase these kinds of services from us. If you want our input, I mean, you may not want our input, and that's fine. You know, we don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you would yeah. be listening. Well, no, I mean, maybe listening is all the input you want. Sure, but we we can you know get our fingers into. Well, I was supposed to say get our fingers into your pie. I heard that, that coming. Tends- I was like, that's, that's not. <laughs> I hope that's not where we're headed. Yeah. Once again, I just wanted to say this episode is going really super really super well, well so far, yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all of this, you know, it's it's this, you know, alcohol free Heineken. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm you know, I'm four days into November and I'm I'm still pretty much on the wagon. You know, well, I did have I had a I had a uh, a margarita Dia de los Muertos. Sure. Uh at a Mexican joint, but I was kinda like, meh. Mm. Well sober I'll I'll, yeah. be, I'll ride the sober train for a little longer to see. Sure. Yeah. Who knows? Anywho. Um so the let's see the thing we've got coming up so this week i have uh i believe three shows so uh i pretty sure i picked up a hotel acoustic solo gig uh nice. for wednesday nice um i've got uh, we have a private event on saturday and then i picked up a church gig on sunday um so lots of playing this week which is kind of strange because up until you know Earlier, literally this time last week, um, I only had one show, but now I have three. And sometimes it just bees like that. Sometimes it be, you know, I have, um, so I'm out of town this next weekend, but the weekend after I have the karaoke, the band and the duo all at pig pounder, all at the same place on Friday, Saturday and Sunday on yeah, Friday, Friday and Saturday and then Sunday during the day. So, Do you just uh, leave your gear at that point? I mean, I might, I might, she's got a place I could put it. That's what she said. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is just where we're at. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it, 
I, I've, I've only been in that situation a couple of times where, you know, you could just leave the gear overnight. Um, it, it is, it is nice at the end of the night for sure. Yeah. To, to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, trying to get my wits about me trying to do all that, um, get ready for these gigs, you know, it's going to involve the only one I really have to prep for is the Sunday one. Um, I don't know if I can't remember if we talked about this la- on last week's episode. We were having issues with like a client um, being a little nitpicky about song selection. You did mention that, yes. Did I bring that up? Okay, uh-huh. um, that has been a particular point of stress uh, in my life um, because it was just hard to get on on the horn, and and I did defer to uh, to Magic Ben. Um, this is these are the things that I intentionally. <laughs> um, pawn i don't pawn off he he, you know that he is doing that in exchange for a fee right um for him to coordinate and kind of take care of that because we were just email was not working um so he um we finally got her on the phone and the only other thing that kind of added a wrinkle to the situation is that we have a clause in our contract and i'll bring we'll go back to this a little bit later on um about temperature And, um, you know, when we signed up for, to do this, she was kind of like, well, the average temperature around this time is, you know, above this amount, you know, I don't like, do we really need to stick to this? And we kind of danced around it to a degree like, oh, you know, we'll kind of see what it's, what it looks like. And now we're four days out and, um, the, it's going to be like in the thirties. Right. And she wanted to do this event outside. So, um, we, kind of broached that subject and she was kind of freaking out about and it's, it. And it's interesting that she would have been willing to do the show based on the average temperature and your concern is about the specific temperature. Sure. But I mean, I would say if I was on the other end of that conversation and I was booking that show when it was oppressively hot, I would probably say something about that as well. So I don't begrudge her kind of being like, well, what is, what is this all about? But I think she, you know, right now we're in the, in the moment where she realizes, oh, this is why the, this stipulation is in the contract. Yeah. So, um, she's kind of freaking out about that. And we kind of, you know, said, these are what we really need in order for this to work. And, and she was completely game for it. You know, again, some of this stuff gets lost in translation and we also really smoothed over the subject with the song selection. Great. Um, her main concern was that she wasn't going to hear the song she wanted to hear. And, you know, the other part of it, you know, our Ben in his, you know, smoothness was like, well, whatever is on the list that we may not be able to play, we'll just put in the house music. So you'll, you'll still get to listen to it, you know, cause you want us there for four hours, but we're only playing, you know, two seventy five minute sets. So there's still plenty of time to hear the songs you want to hear, even if the band doesn't do them. Right. And she was like, immediately was like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. So, um, this is one of those instances where we probably should have got on the horn two, three weeks ago. Yeah. But because of other, I mean, this one was kind of tough because I was busy and Ben was busy and we just didn't get around to hammering it out, which we just, we should have just prioritized, but we had other stuff going on. So yeah. all teachable moments, but um, all's well that ends well. Everything is good. And, you know, other than it's going to be a really, crappy really cold loadout other than that everything's fine yeah so all's well that ends well there you go and hopefully you know i'll be back at a somewhat reasonable hour to get up and do a 6 45 um 
load in call the next day. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Super fun. But you know, we've got, I mean, holidays are around the corner. So I'm, I'm kind of in the point of, I'm just saying yes to whatever comes up because totally margin is margin. Mm-hmm. And I've got a wedding anniversary trip coming up in a couple of weeks and we're going to do an, a, like a, a weekend out in the city uh, right before Thanksgiving, um, going to see like a Broadway show and staying downtown and doing the whole thing. So having uh, discretionary income is key yep. to do those kinds of things. Very so, nice. Yeah. hundred bucks in my pocket, man. just feels good. Good. Don't you guys love when you have money in your pocket? That's what, that's why we do this stuff, right? The, for the, yeah. Sweet, sweet acoustic cheddar. Oh yeah. So let's, let's dovetail that conversation into where we want to go this week. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. So we like to do this kind of thing because it's fun and um, usually it's a fairly easy way to make some extra money. But in the process of getting to do the thing that we love to do, we have a lot of things that we've got to do in order to make those things go well. Right? Right. I would say. Yes. And that usually involves a certain amount of prep work. Um, and not all of it, you know, music related. There's a lot of packing and, um, just making sure you have all of the things that you need in order to, um, you know, be successful at your, uh, at your performance. So what I want to talk about this week is what happens when that doesn't happen. (laughs) So we've said on a number of occasions, you know, the show must go wrong, but a lot of times the things that go wrong aren't necessarily things that go wrong. They're just things that don't happen or don't get considered, um, before it's, you know, it's too late. So that's what I want to talk about this week. Now, this episode was brought on or inspired by, uh, a message posted on the uh, Facebook page by our good friend, and actually my literal friend, a person I know from um, our area, named Dave Snow. Dave, um, I met Dave because he, uh, before we bought a PA, had a PA, and we hired him to do some work for us um, on uh, on a private event, and um, haven't necessarily kept up as much as you know we should, but this is kind of, this group has been a good excuse to kind of, you know, keep up with him and, and what they're doing. Uh, and he's in a group with some friends of mine called dial up and they are doing uh 90 songs. I believe we probably have brought that up before. Nice. Um, 
I can't get to his exact post, but I, I definitely have the gist of it. So basically, what happened with Dave is that Dave brought his PA, uh, as you are wont to do, and his desire was to take the audio um, from his board via, uh, in, his, in his case, a laptop, I believe, to, um, to record that performance. The problem uh, arose when um, it just didn't work. And so he was kind of stuck without that option. Let me see what we got here. All right. Here's the actual uh, text he wrote. Quick technical note. Last night I tried to record a show with my X32 rack. I did not have the latest driver and my PC didn't recognize the mixer at all. I'm guessing this is since the last Windows 10 update. There are many different configurations and associated drivers. So I'll just let my failure be your warning. Do your updates and test at home before a gig for crucial functions. Yep. Nothing worse than trying to fight computer problems when you only have an hour to load in. The good news is that the live show went fine. It was just a great room for recording, and it irked me enough even after an extra hour of sleep that I wanted to share. And then in the in the side comments, he was like, and Adam chimes in with, should have had a Mac, and the thread devolves. Um, because... Macs don't need those kinds of drivers. They just natively recognize those things. But that's neither here nor there. So the the main takeaway there is that um, sometimes we don't do the prep work for a myriad of reasons. Um, and it negatively affects our shows. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really funny that that popped up on Sunday because I had a very similar situation happen on Saturday. Um not quite to that level, but was like very aggravating. So um, for my situation, I ended up uh, doing a solo acoustic gig at the winery by my house. Um, and when I say by my house, it's, it's, a, it's a five minute drive. It can't get more ideal than that. Nice. Um, and I got there and the, the, the wrinkle with the situation was I, it uh, probably two or three weeks back, gave, took all of my guitars um, to my tech to get them set up for, you know, just kind of change the season and that kind of thing. So uh, he had like four or five of my working guitars. Um, that was the whole process with getting the Steinberger rewired. He did that one first so I could use it, but he had my acoustic. He had, I think two other of my electrics to do some, some other work. So, um, but that work did not get done until Saturday. So I had to, right before we went to, load in for this thing. I had to go across town to go pick it up. So I was, I was a little pressed for time. Um, I go to load in and, um, get everything set up. And I realized that I do not have my capo, mm. which is a bit of a, a hassle when you're dealing with, you know, acoustic gigs. Those are kind of important. Um, so I lo- set up as much as I could. I got in the car. I had to, I drove back. Cause again, not far away, not a big deal. Went to um, grab it, couldn't find it. Ended up locating it. It took a little longer than it should, and I was I was pushing my start time. It was it was getting way closer than I was expecting. Uh, got the capo, got everything set up, all good. I went to go put my um, my Schmancy Shore SM fifty five Super fifty five like Elvis style microphone on, and realized I forgot the uh, mic clip adapter that um, allows you to adjust it so it stands upright with enough room to put an XLR cable in. Hmm. So I didn't have that either, which meant that my microphone was precariously like standing up on the end of my mic stand, but in no way secure. So 
I spent the rest of my night like chasing the microphone as it fell (laughs) all night long. Yeah. Over this, this, on this mic stand. Um, It almost knocked the mic stand over probably three or four times. It was less than ideal. So. Gotcha. And in doing that, you know, between just the rush of getting there and not having my capo and then having issues with the microphone itself, um, I just wasn't able to really get my head in the game and wasn't really happy with my performance and just kind of like felt icky the entire time. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we we go into autopilot. It's so easy to go into autopilot. You're like, all right, I've got this, 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 and this. And then you you head out the door and then it's just these little teeny things that are missing that make the whole... Like two little pieces of metal shouldn't be what ruined my night. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do. And I, it's ironic that um, I actually forgot my capo for the cold iron ratio as well. See? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, um, you know, there are just a, a, a few tunes we use them on. And I've never been a capo guy because I've, my whole life really played electric much more than acoustic. And, um, you know, I, I can do a bar chord to put any song in any key. Um, but on acoustic, that's tough. So, um so we did have some that we put in particular keys for Taylor's voice, which is um, higher than mine. It's fair. And um, so for the ones that I couldn't, the ones that I could move, I did. And the ones that I couldn't, she sang low and it wasn't in either case ideal. But yeah, the thing of it is like, you know, we rehearse until the performance is in our muscle memory. That's, that's kind of the point of rehearsal. Right. And then, to have to stand on a stage and think about transposition just <laughs> just undoes all of that work. It just completely oh, just totally undoes it. And it's um it leaves you thinking, it leaves you, you know, in your head rather than performing and out with the audience, which is the worst the worst part of it. Yeah, it, it you know, it's funny because like you you're like, I've sung this song a million times before. It shouldn't be a big deal. But yeah, you move it a, like a half step or a step in, in any direction and, and all of a sudden it just feel it doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. Because you you get into the into the in the I hate to say rut, but I mean it is a rut. Like it's it's it is a well-worn path that you were accustomed to. That's right. If you want to, you know, if you're going to use that terminology. Um I typically I my main issue is that I just have a couple of songs that you know, have unique chord voicings that sound better. Like I could play Wagon Wheel in the open A position. But if you listen to the old Crow Medicine show version, they're playing it in the G position with a capo on the second fret. Mm. And that chord sounds better. So that G chord at the fifth fret sounds bigger than just an A chord would. Cause you get all the jangly on the top end and that kind of thing. Yep. And then I'm doing, I do song. I, I do your song by Elton John, which is slightly transposed up. Um, songs like landslide, like you just, it's necessary for some, some of these songs if sure. you're trying to, you know, serve them properly. Yep. yep. Um, the other thing is it was, um, we got a real cold, cold snap down here and, um, it was cold when I was playing and, um, I don't feel like I ever have fully recovered from feeling cruddy. Hmm. I feel like I just have this like perma gunk in the back of my throat Yeah. and it kept kind of interrupting my flow. So again, I, there were so many of these little teeny things that, you know, I really, I probably should have taken a moment and just like gotten my head straight and back in the game, but I just, it never materialized. So I just, you know, sucked it up and got it over with. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's um, it's the mark of a professional, you know. Sure. That even when the environment is not ideal, you're 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 gonna put on the best face you can and put on the best show you can and just press through. Um, I've always thought that I was not much of a um, like I'm not an audiophile. Everything all, gear all sounds the same to me, um, and. You know, I just kind of thought I didn't have the the level of discrimination needed to just sort of distinguish between the things that people seem to really care about about those you know, the, the people who do really care about them. Um, yeah, but boy, I'll, it's when it comes to performance stuff. Yeah, one half step different, or <sighs> I set my mic stand up with the wrong angle on the boom sometimes, and it just feels oh, all man. wrong. That's or, so funny. You know, just like it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to have me be a little bit out of sorts, and and part of being a pro is like learning to set up and control your environment so that you can do that, which is great, except when you forget some key piece of it. Right. Especially, I mean, it, and that's one of those things where it's like the capo goes in the acoustic case. Yeah. There's no reason why it shouldn't be in there. It's useless in any other place. Except that I had to bring it. I, I used, no, I used it in rehearsal because we were playing, um, we do in the '90s thing. We do, man. I feel like a woman, mm. and that's another one of those songs that only that that is. If you're playing it correctly, it's capoed at the second fret, played like an in an A position. Um, and I just never, I, I didn't have the guitar to put it back in the case because the guitar had gone to the shop, um, and so it was just floating around in the basement for you know for no good reason. Yeah, no, mine was. I know exactly where it is. It's in the practice space. Well, that was the other thing is that like that little microphone adapter was in the mic bag that the F- Super 55 goes in and I didn't grab it because I was thinking about all the other things and I was in a hurry. You know what I did remember to bring? I remembered to bring Halloween candy. Well, Be- that's important. I mean, yeah, but nobody used the Halloween candy and I didn't have my mic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. you can see that where the priorities lie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, and that happens too. Like if you add something or you've got some piece of the show that's special that will push stuff out of my brain that I normally would remember. Yeah. The other thing that I always have to remember to remember is, um, charging batteries or changing Mm. batteries. Like I'm, I always have to, um, I actually built myself a little charging rig. All of my, the wireless, the Sennheiser wireless things, um, charge over USB C jacks. Yeah. And so I, I got this USB multi-port charger and a whole bunch of three-inch cables. And it's like a little yeah. octopus that has eight USB-C jacks. And I just plug all the things in at once, and they all light up like Christmas, and it's great. Um, and there was a show that I, the morning of it, I realized I had not done that last night. And so nothing had any charge. And I was going to go straight there from work. And so at lunch, I think I drove home and got that whole rig and brought it to the office. And we were in a brand new office space, and I kind of expected that there was electrical outlets around, but there weren't, and I couldn't find a place to plug it in um, because they'd, like, had them all covered up in ways that to prevent people using electricity. It was kind of lame. So I had to find, like, yeah. an office with a wall jack and plug the thing in there. and It's a whole deal, but, like, all to compensate for the fact that I just didn't think the night before. Yeah, I, I do that a lot with um, with my iPad. I was, uh-huh. That's like the one thing I always forget. Like, oh, I got to plug that thing in. Yeah, I I now have a charger with a really really long cable that is just part of my setup on stage. Nice. That's not. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and that's the other thing is that, you know, hopefully you guys will get a chance to listen to this before your shows this coming weekend and you'll, it'll just put the the bug in your brain about checking these things. Yeah. And, um, have you ever used an actual checklist? Yes. Um, when I was solely in charge of loading the PA, I, I did, I had a checklist. I think it's a good idea. It's, it's a not idea. a bad idea. You know, I'm I'm to where the band PA is second nature to me. In fact, I can just glance at the full car and immediately know if something's missing. Sure. Um, I'm not that way with the acoustic rig yet, and so that I notice takes a lot more cognitive load to to yeah. to deal with. And and you know, maybe an actual checklist would be useful. There is a checklist section that's new in Band Helper. So yeah, I saw that they've got they've added a couple of new things, but yeah. that that seemed like a like practice a log and a couple yep. a couple of cool things. But so that seemed like a place that I could set up that and adapt it For as sure. I go, and pro- probably want to do that until I got that piece sort of in my bones. Yeah, I, I I've had situations where like I roll in and I got everything but picks. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean it. it, it it's so funny because, and that's the thing that's frustrating for me is that I'll pack fifty things, but the only thing at the gig that matters is the one thing that didn't make it. That's you know, right. that's right. Did I did I tell you about the Halloween costume I wore at the Halloween show? No, it was I don't a, believe so. Well, I saw it yes, in the videos. Yes, it was a it was a skeleton outfit. Um, and it was kind of was a jumpsuit. A, it was a, it was a, it was like a one piece. It was a one piece. So I did not wear pants under it. Um, nice. I wore a black t-shirt, um, and you know, the thing and shoes. Um, and what I didn't contemplate, uh, as I picked this thing and what I really, I only realized as I changed it into it in the men's room at the, at the bar, um, was that I have no pockets Ooh. in this costume at all. No pockets. And front or back. And so that means no place to put a pick. And it also no- means nothing to, and no belt. So nothing to hang right. on an IM clips on clip yeah. on. Right. So I ended up clipping it sort of into the gap in the back. You know, the back is split open and then Velcroed. Right. And I hung the in-ear receiver from that. And then I just had a pile of picks that I just put on the floor next to where I was playing. Nice. Um, it wasn't. It, it was, it was, <laughs> I was compensating for not having pockets all night long. I, yeah. You know, I feel I feel how the ladies uh, uh, always have to struggle with that. It was a tough thing. But you know, again, like a little bit of forethought. Yeah, I probably could have seen ahead and known that I was setting myself up for that. I might have still sti- done it, but it wouldn't have been a surprise. A stitch in time saves nine. I still don't quite understand the meaning of that phrase, but I. I know that's kind of what we're getting at. Yeah, a stitch in, yes. Yes, a stitch in time saves nine. Something about if you prepare, you'll save time. Your, your seams will come unraveled less. Something like that, you, yeah. It will, it'll be less unseemly. I don't think I posted my costume on any of the podcast stuff. I know I sent it to you. Yes, um, yes, it was good. It was, it felt it felt a little lazy. Oh, I don't st- think so. There was makeup involved. So there yes, was, there was baked so, goods. Yeah, I had I had to explain I I had, I I expl- had to explain that costume a lot more than I was anticipating. Uh. So I um what I did was is I I was I wore a, a red beret and uh, a stripey shirt 
with some suspenders and I painted my face like Paul Stanley and I went as a French kiss. Get it? It's pretty good. And I, yeah, I carried a baguette around. Yeah. But yeah. people thought I was just a weird mime. Just like a mime with a star in your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I was like doing my Paul Stanley voice all over the place. I can't hear you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get it. That's not... I, I'm not surprised they didn't find that helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was still... It was clever. It was good. It was good. And, and it w- did... Did Amber, was she in something that was matchy? I can't remember. No, no, not at all. She would not have, she was, she would not indulge me in that kind of activity. Yeah. That being said, um, I felt like the, uh, the Paul Stanley makeup did pretty good. It's not the first time I've, I've donned kiss makeup in my life. So it was the first time I'd ever done his makeup specifically. I'd been, I've done all of them, but I think Peter's at this point. But that's just because I'm a big kiss nerd. Yeah. Deep, deep down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in other, any, anyway, I hope everybody else's gigs went well. And, um, and you hopefully remembered, this you is, remembered all the things that you needed to remember. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Please take these cautionary tales and, um, and use them for your benefit down the road. I wonder how many people, I wonder how often people show up without their capo. It's got to be a thing. It's got to be a thing. I think I'm going to buy two or three just to have around. I really, I didn't even know I had that one. I just came across it and I was like, oh yeah, no, I do need a capo. We were just talking about that. Uh, so I might order myself a couple of them just to have. Yeah. It's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, All of you, we should get a capo uh, company to sponsor the, an episode. I'll put together a group order. Ooh. Yeah, I wonder if we could do that. Yeah, but we could. All y'all get at us about that. Anywho. Anywho. I think. That was that was good. I think so too. Well done. I'm feeling a little bit better about this episode versus last one, which again I listened to and I thought was really good. Um, you know, maybe maybe the uh, the title didn't sell it as well. I did. Uh, I could have come up with something more clever. For real, it's all good. We made it happen. We did. And if you uh, if you know anybody who needs to hear it, send it to them. Every once in a while, we get these weird dings where, like, all of a sudden, like, on a random day, like, 300 people will download an episode. It's super weird. So, and, when, and there's, get... no, there's no traffic report. There's no guess at where that Yeah, there's no from. source. Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like last week, we had the highest listenership we've had ever. Yes. Potentially. Yes. Um, you know, as a, as a, as a particular benchmark... Um, well, speaking of benchmarks, this is our 75th episode, Boom, which feels crazy. Um, and it, you know, cause it's hard to do anything consistently. I've done this, <laughs> I've done this more consistently than I've done practically yeah. anything else yeah. in my life. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I mean, um, but there's, there's a particular benchmark when, um, your episodes start pulling in, um, a thousand downloads or streams uh, per publishment, like every time they're published. So um, we are starting to get kind of close to that, which yeah. is feels crazy to say. Yeah, no, I mean, an episode hits a couple hundred within a day or two of going up. Yeah, which is cool because, again, we don't understand <laughs> how <laughs> any of this works. <laughs> Just but keep, it, it's nice. Keep making stuff and people 
seem to yep. come. Speaking of making stuff, I, I made a post about that. I, I finally broke down and just took live footage and made uh, a Can't Hardly Wait promo. Yes, it's um, good. It I made a good. long version and a short version. Yeah. And I feel like it sells the deal and it's it's not perfect and I don't love it, but I I don't have to love things in order for them to, you know, exist in the world. Yeah. I liked that it was um I liked that it was real audio. Yep. Was it, it, it was it board audio or camera no, audio? Camera audio. Wow. What what kind of camera? Uh, it was a nice one. It was like a Canon 5D Mark something okay. or other. All right. All right. It was, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a DSLR who shot yeah, that. It sounded good. I mean, the intent would be to have better audio and, and the, um, the clips more interspersed with better footage. Um, and I've got that and that's, that's, that's in the cards. Um, but it, it was, it's just perfect as the enemy of good. And I had a good product and I made it. Yeah. And that was that was what I needed to do instead yep. of waiting around for something else to happen. Yep. yep. Get it out the so, door. Yep. All right. Well, I think that is a good thing to end on. I think so too. So um guys, thanks again for your continued support. Um if you know of anybody in uh in a in a band that you think would be uh interested in this, please share it with them. If you are in a Facebook group um that you know we're not in and something strikes you or you think it would be worth doing uh please share us with other people in facebook groups and that kind of thing yeah if you see someone on the street shake them <laughs> come to that busker and say hey J- yeah just listen to something why don't you why don't you yeah anyway thanks again guys um it means the world that people listen to me and this person that i still have never met talk about <laughs> talk about music that's right 75 conversations later one of these days we will we will uh we will meet together in 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 meat space and it will be most glorious yeah yeah but you, until I'll buy, then, you, I'll buy you a fake beer love it can't wait yeah. in the meantime from atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson from greensboro north carolina i'm dan ray You, lovelies, have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 75. Have a great week. (laughs) 